My initial panic at having lost my mojo in the elevator gave way to a sense of relief when, after talking to Zara, the music started to flow again. With Martin and Sunova back together and my confidence renewed, I was now taking on yet another prepubescent boy with relationship woes, only this boy was literally prepubescent. Vice Principal Leonard, you are needed in the cafeteria. Vice Principal Leonard, to the cafeteria, please. Hashtag vegan. Here's the mural. I have to pass it like five times a day. I leaned into the mural and what I feared most came true. I heard absolutely nothing. Damn it. She's talented. That's a handsome crow. Raven. Raven. Sorry. When did you say she was leaving town forever? <laughs> oh. Hey, do you want a hug? Could you please not say forever? Oh, I I'm sorry, buddy. It's fine. I guess I've ruined my makeup again today. But you know what? The tear-streamed effect actually fits with the whole gothy ensemble you've got. I think it's better this way, because you're living it. You're putting your money where your little uh, emo mouth is. You're a pretty good bullshitter. Anyway, she's leaving in like six days. And do you want to perform it before she leaves? Yeah. You can write it in time, right? Of course. I hoped. Think of a good excuse, but I do think we should pick this up tomorrow. Really? Yeah, um, it's a full moon tonight, so uh, sometimes my superpowers wane under its thrall. You know? I totally get it. Guys have cycles too. Hey, you rode here with my dad, right? Yeah. I'll follow you out. I want to talk with him. Mr. Frost? Yeah, Lance? If this song doesn't work, do you think I'll ever get over her? Try to stay optimistic. But yeah, if this really is the end between you two, I guarantee this is just a phase that you'll grow out of. Thanks. Hey, Dad! Stop. Do you have any white foundation in the car? Yeah, totally. So, you've got a deadline, but you haven't been able to write anything since you two were in the elevator? Yeah, except when we were in the car together. And you're hoping that if you see her again, you'll get your mojo back? Yeah. And you want the female perspective on this? Uh, you just asked me how I was doing. From a female perspective, I think you're just looking for an excuse to justify stalking a stranger. It's like, if you can convince yourself that your livelihood is threatened should you never see Zara again then of course you'll feel justified in deploying any number of zany tactics in order to assert yourself into her life. It's a fair point. Do you want whip on your mocha, BT dubs? Uh, no thanks. It's not my personal opinion, by the way. It's just a lens you should be aware of. Then what is your personal opinion? I don't feel comfortable telling you. Okay, I did see Janelle's point of view, or at least the point of view she was representing. But I was desperate. So I took Zara up on her gift request, even though she was probably joking when she told me the idea. The truth is my well had run dry again. I had to see her. She was somehow the key to this music malady of mine. So I bought her a necklace and, like a complete asshole, climbed her catalpa tree to reach her hookah balcony. I reached it barely. 
And then suddenly... James? Oh, hi. I, I was just putting this in your planner. Just give it here. Okay. Can you talk now? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I, I get it. Okay. I I'll just shimmy down. Sarah. Smoking a bowl, just a sec. Well, well. Okay, Mr. James Frost, song detective. Shit. Hi. Hi. See, Betty, I, I told you I can sew. I just didn't want to bother you with it. I'm so sorry. Are you crying? Maybe a little. You did great, Betty. I just have trouble doing things for an audience. Do you know that? I know that. Of course you do. <laughs> like that time you told me I sing karaoke as if I was a guy with a micro penis because I whisper sing, <laughs> remember? Ah, yes. Oh, but you were the micro penis karaoke champion. You should own that. <laughs> what was that Kruna name you gave me when I whisper sang Sinatra and I wouldn't even get on the stage? Garnish and Mikuchi. <laughs> Everybody welcome Garnish and Mikuchi to the stage. Wait a second, where is Garnish and Mikuchi? Has anyone seen Garnish and Mikuchi? <laughs> he was here. You know, he did his thing, but nobody noticed. <laughs> I think they were expecting too much. <laughs> Ingrates. All right, I'm, I'm going back inside. I cannot stand the smell. Okay. Oh, hey. Thanks for not throwing my victim complex thing in my face. I appreciate that. Some lessons we don't forget. Please forget I texted you. Goodbye. Block. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, Google, how old is too old to switch careers? Remove from search ages 40, 39, 38, 37, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32. Zara, oh my gosh, how are you? Hi, um, I came to bring this back to you. It's it's not that I don't like it, It's it's beautiful. It's that you just don't know anything about me or my culture, and it's a little presumptuous, to be honest. Oh. Do you know what this is? No. It's called a Ragamala painting. It comes from India. It's Hindu culture. Oh, yes. That's very different from Muslim culture. I'm a dummy. I I'm sorry. My parents are from Pakistan. Also, did you see this on the other side of the painting? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Every Ragamala painting depicts a particular deity. It's about humanity's longing for connection to a higher power. The deity has a set of notes assigned to them, inscribed on the back. See? The legend is that if you play these notes, what is in the painting will come to life. The deity will appear? More like being connected to the deity through our longing. Oh yeah, I like that. Reminds me of this line, I'll cry out to God is God's response. Exactly. So I thought it was perhaps more appropriate for you to own than me. Because I make your dreams come true. <laughs> because you connect people with music. Mm, what if I still want you to have it? Your call. It is a very fine necklace. Then yes. Please keep it. Okay. You're not going to offer to put it on me? Oh, uh, of course. Of course. Well, go on. Sorry, I just... I hadn't seen you without your hijab before. Here you go. It looks just... great.
Do you hear that too? Wait, may I see you again? In this lifetime? Shit. Oh no. Hey, can you hang on just a sec? I just need to get something down on paper. Fuck. That night I had these overwhelming dreams with Zara's song playing nonstop. It was like that scene in Being John Malkovich where Malkovich slides into the Malkovich portal and all he sees and hears is Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Albeit with a stunningly gorgeous woman in place of Malkovich. Okay, okay, enough. If I read her goddamn book, will you at least torment me with lyrics other than Zara, Zara, Zara? Well, hello there. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It said you were open on the sign. Well, it's the biggest shopping day of the year. Oh, because it's Black Friday. Black Friday. I totally forgot. Yeah, I guess... Uh, Everybody else is at Macy's. At Macy's, right, or Best, Best Buy. Buy, right, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, thank you. I'll just mosey around. Okay. So, yesterday was Thanksgiving. I guess I wouldn't know. I hadn't talked to my family in ages. So much for the voices in my head obeying the first rule of the library. Chalmers, Chambers, Shandio, Zara. Holy cow, she's got a lot of books. The shortest troll, the egg that could take hatching or leave it, quite frankly. The iron who couldn't relax. The concertina's main squeeze. Do I really have to dance to get to that funky beach street? Coconuts are dumb until you're stranded on an island. We sing happy birthday every day, just cause. Peacocks have weird voices. Tonight we played baseball with the moon. You can please none of the people, none of the time, if you might. My Uncle Eddie, but I still think he's cool. Dandelion. The Dandelion. There you are. Once I started reading The Dandelion, I had my new strategy. Maybe the only way to get this new music that was plaguing me out of my head was to complete it, as in write a song for Zara, which meant I had to make a quick CYA phone call to Lance. Lance? Hey, James Frost here. Yes, much better. Thank you. Actually, I've been super inspired to write the music portion of your song, and I'm kind of on a roll, and I don't want to wreck the flow, if that's okay. Could we do the rest of the interview tomorrow? Great, thank you. Excuse me, hi. Do you know where I can find the curry powder? Her racism was accentuated by a civil rights era beehive hairdo. Uh, what was that? Is she talking to us? Zara, hi, I've been looking for you. Oh, sorry to interrupt. What people didn't realize was that the most delicate and endangered bird in the world, the little Phoebe, could only survive if it made its nest from the hair of pretty southern ladies. So, out of compassion for the bird, Mabel gave little Phoebe a home. Come on, Lonnie. Let's get out of here. I'm sorry, ladies, but I must insist you hear my friend out here. She's a world-renowned storyteller. But instead of being grateful, little Phoebe started telling Mabel all sorts of fibs about how she needed to buy more hairspray in order to look presentable enough to leave her house. In point of fact, Phoebe did this just to make his own nest bigger and more luxurious. Then little Phoebe died. A few months later, Mabel's friend asked her why she still kept her hair big and poofy. Mabel said it was just in case another little Phoebe came along. The real reason was because, deep down, she felt that if she didn't transform herself each day into an object, then she had no value. 
You mean she was just using little Phoebe as an excuse? For her own insecurity? Maybe there never was a little Phoebe at all. Oh. Zara, Rose might need a happier ending to make it out of the store intact. How'd you know my name is Rose? Oh, your name tag says Rose. And your shirt says Rose. What do you say, Zara? Her friend then handed her a coupon for a colon cleanse. She made an appointment, and as she was getting serviced, she had an epiphany. She let down her hair, and for the first time it occurred to her, I deserve a nest of my own. So she packed her things, said goodbye to her ungrateful family, and found a nest just for her. See, Rose, it's time to leave Bobby. Mark my words, give him one week of restocking his own riding mower minibar and see how he likes it. <sighs> Thank you, Miss Zara. Come on, Rose, let's go have a smoke. Now I'm craving epiphany cake for some reason. Hey, that was really impressive. Do you have a second to talk? Uh, go away, James. I need to write this idea down, and you're making me lose my train of thought. Oh, I can wait. It's kind of important. Look, James, whatever this problem is with your music is yours, not mine. I'm not your muse, and this is kind of stalky and weird. Wait, why did you bring that necklace back to me after you blocked my number? I told you, it suited you more than me. Stop hiding. You could have just left it at my doorstep, but you didn't. You wanted to see me. Why? I've been asking myself that question. I saw you on a talk show a couple of years ago. You'd, you told the interviewer that after you were struck by lightning, you remembered almost nothing about your past and that it eventually became impossible to maintain old relationships because you felt you were just playing a part in someone else's story. And suddenly I felt that empathy for a white guy. White guys don't know what it feels like to have people tell them who they are, to have so much assumed. But there you were, surrounded by people in your life who had all of these expectations of you that at best you couldn't fulfill, and at worst you couldn't even understand. And also the music you heard was so intense that sometimes you couldn't even hear your own thoughts over the vibrations of other people. I, I envied your amazing gift, but I, I also felt pity. I was overwhelmed with emotions, so much so that I, I burned the shirt I was even ironing. Are there things people expect of you that, uh, that you can't make good on? I should go. Could I just give you this one last gift? You did this? I bribed them. There's 5,000 miles Between you and me And where I come from You prove your love with a sacrifice So I'm gonna walk to you Across the Broken promised land Where we're drinking from a well You can light on fire And waiting for a hard rain to fall <clears throat> So I have a stage set up uh, For the rest of the song But we have to drive there Okay band, hit it 
face So I'm gonna walk to you From where I am Where we're drinking from a well You can light on fire And waiting for a hard rain to fall So say goodbye to peacetime generals Because I'm packed for hell been walking with pneumonia Hot through the storm of the century Through the lane at minus 11 Through the Montecito complex fire Following the wild geese Under the sword of Damocles Through force and false confessions Jim through pale Despite my reservations For the belly of a whale And it's gonna be Just barely 